Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. Amen. The 118th Psalm. This is a somewhat known verse of Scripture, the 24th verse. I just want to use this today as a little bit of a launching pad. Amen. Psalm 118 and 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, I want you to say it with me now, all right? This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's do it a little, a little bit more with a little bit more energy this time. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If that's your will today, why don't you clap your hands one more time under the Lord and give him some praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Turn to two or three people, tell them they look good in God's house. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You ready to help me preach this morning? And we only got one service today, so you might as well leave it all. We got to get it all in here. Amen. Amen. It's the 27th day, December 27th, 2020, the last Sunday of the year. Everybody say the last Sunday. The last Sunday of the year, number 52 of 52 Sundays that we have had this year. Of course, it has not been in any stretch of the imagination a regular year. But in some form, one way or another, we have had service in person or online every Sunday in 2020. That's something to give God hand clap praise right there. Now, I don't know. I don't know if we're all on the same page quite yet. Perhaps it's still too soon for some of you to begin to consider but I would like to publicly thank God that I'm still here today. Amen. I just feel a little bit of a thankful spirit coming on me today. I just want to say thank you, Jesus, uh, that all of the things that could have happened to me this year, that I had a God whose hand was upon me. How about you? Is anybody thankful that you got a God whose hand was upon you this year? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I, I promise you my goal is not morbidity today, but I can just make this simple point quickly. A recent science Focus article said that there are only really four ways to die. There's only four ways to die. Oxygen starvation, high temperature, chemical toxin, or physical damage occurring to your body. Of course, we understand that there are millions of ways that can bring those four about. Amen. 
There may be only four ways that you can actually die, but there are millions of ways that it can come about. And I know we spent an inordinate amount of time this year focusing on just one way, but I want to thank God that he kept me from all the ways, amen, that could have torn me down, could have beat me up, could have knocked me out. I just got a little bit. I'm telling you, I came today with a thankful spirit because I'm thankful that 2020 hasn't knocked me into the grave, but I'm still here. You're still still here and we're still come to worship the Lord together. I feel a praise in the Lord today. I feel a praise in the house of God today. I feel thanksgiving in this place. Oh, hallelujah. It reminds me of the old song, if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. Oh, hallelujah. Where would I be? Or as the psalmist originally wrote it, and the people would sing it in Psalm 124, a song of degrees of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quick. When their wrath was kindled against us, then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who hath not given us as a prey to their teeth. Uh, our soul is escaped as a bird uh, out of the snare of the fowlers. Uh, the snare is broken uh, and we are escaped. Uh, our help uh, is in the name of the Lord who made heaven uh, and who made earth. Oh, hallelujah. If you could just consider this with me for just a second of the one who made a heaven and who made earth, uh, the creator of it all. I, I, I was just thinking that he created the Red Sea. He spoke the Red Sea into existence. He positioned it perfectly upon the face of the earth, uh, knowing that one day it would stand in Israel's way. You know, you start thinking like that, the Bible, there's a whole lot of things you could look at in Scripture and be like, Wow. He created the Red Sea knowing that it would one day stand in Israel's way as a path, as a hindrance to their path of deliverance. It existed as a hindrance, as a roadblock before it ever became, amen, a way of escape. Before it ever became a miracle story that we love to talk about, about how he parted the waters and they crossed over on dry land. Before that ever happened, it was a hindrance. It was something that they couldn't go over. It was something that they couldn't go around and it was something that was holding them back as their enemy gained ground on them. You know, sometimes we don't really know what our problems are until they're right in front of us. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we don't even really know what the challenge is uh, until it hits us in the face. Uh, and sometimes we don't know what God can do uh, until we're living right in the middle of our miracle. And I just want to say, look what the Lord has done. I just want to say, thanks be to God uh, who gives me the victory. I just want to proclaim that God kept his word. Look at your neighbor and tell him God is good. Amen. I think it right and worthy to take a moment on this final Sunday and say, look what the Lord has done. I think it right and worthy to acknowledge what he has done for us and how he has brought us through. I, 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 you may already know this. I may have already shared this. But in this crazy year, 
we did have 10 people get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and 15 people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I'll just tell you that that combined number is actually more than we had in 2019. So no matter what the devil threw at us uh, and no matter what we went through, uh, there's still new people coming to the house of God. There's still new babes going down in the watery grave of baptism. There's still a God pouring out his soul. He's still pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. I want to lift my hands and shout unto God. Why don't you join me for a second? Thanks be to God. Look what the Lord has done. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Sister Brom tells us that our altar recovery pe- uh, team worked with four participants this year who celebrated six months or longer of sobriety. Amen. Four people who this year went six months or longer. Amen. Uh, not under the chains that they used to be under. Not living in the, oh, hallelujah. Not living in the, the world says it can't be done. The world says they got to stay that way forever. But my God says I'm a deliverer. My God says I'm a freedom bringer. My God says I can break every chain and I can pierce every darkness and we ought to praise him for what he's doing. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What a miracle that is. Life change is still happening at the end of 2020. You understand? Miracles are still taking place. They have been. Amen. I don't know if you can even remember with me, but we started off 2020 with a bang. We had record numbers. Amen. January and February, we were launched like a missile. (laughs) Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. We were having problems finding room in here. People were coming in. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love, I love when you gotta get you gotta show up early for church to get the seat that you want. That's what I love. I love that. I love it when I walk out and it's like 9 15, 45 minutes before service starts, and people are already here trying to get my stuff over here. Get my I love it. And I'm thankful for people who come 45 minutes early, and I'm thankful for people who have to sometimes come late out of necessity. <laughs> well, I better not go down that road too much. But, but it, it also makes me very excited to see ushers trying to find seats for people. We started out 2020 like we had been launched by the power of the Spirit into the cosmos. And you say, does that make you depressed, Pastor? Does that make you sad that all that happened after that? No. No, it doesn't make me. Because it tells me that we were ready. It tells me that we were prepared. One of the reasons why we've successfully navigated 2020 It's because we weren't operating in our own might, and we weren't operating in our own power, and we weren't operating in our own wisdom. Oh, hallelujah. 
but we were operating in the power of the Holy Ghost and we were walking and acting in the anointing of the Spirit of God and I'm just glad to say that now we're in in the end of the year and God's still touching hearts and God's still filling people with the Holy Ghost and God's still washing away sins and baptism and miracles are still happening and healing is still taking place because God is still alive and he still sits on the throne and we're still a one God people a Jesus name people oh hallelujah without going into any details whatsoever pastor can tell you that amongst us marriages have been attacked this year but yet they still stand finances have been attacked this year but God made a way where there didn't seem to be a way addictions have tried to revive themselves but they failed anxieties tried to take over but faith beat out fear jobs were lost but God opened another door people were wounded but they were not defeated people were lied on but the truth stood in the end and sometimes come on somebody sometimes we were tired but the Lord was our strength and sometimes we were blind but the Lord guided our feet and sometimes we were confused but the Lord brought us clarity and sometimes we were manipulated but the Lord kept us from mistake and sometimes we were bullied but God had our back and I just want to say thank you Jesus on this 52nd Sunday that the Lord never leaves us nor forsakes us I hear the echoes of the declared faith of the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And I know that it's not me that did it. And I know as much as I love you, it's not you that did it but it was because we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and said Lord lead on Jesus lead on Jesus show us the way oh hallelujah I'll even say this just so it's clear we failed this year but it wasn't final oh hallelujah we failed I failed this year but it wasn't final. We sinned this year, but we were sanctified once again. We fell short and were found wanting, but our Father never forsook us. I wish you'd look at somebody and say, I'm still here. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And I just, I just want to make sure that you got my spirit today. Amen. I'm not just barely hanging on. I feel strong in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm not hanging on the side of the mountain hoping my fingernails don't give out. I'm standing on the rock that is the Christ Jesus. I'm standing on the rock. He's lifted me up to a place that is higher than I. And I'm standing on that. And we're standing on that. Oh, hallelujah. He has proven once again. Isaiah 59. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Oh, hallelujah. His arm is not shortened. He can reach us. 
You say, well, pastor, I'm glad you're feeling good today, but I feel like I'm in the pit today. Well, hear me. His arm is not shortened. He can reach you. You're never too far out of his reach. Oh, hallelujah. Never too far. That's the promise of God. It exists before the problem. Did you hear me? The promise exists before the problem. Oh, hallelujah. Which means 2020 didn't catch God by surprise. Oh, hallelujah. And if that doesn't, if that doesn't help you much, it also means that what's ever coming in 2021 is not going to catch him by surprise. He's never shocked. He's never confused. Oh, hallelujah. He never turns and says, uh, now how in the world did that happen? That makes me feel good. I said, I take comfort in that because I'm routinely shocked and routinely confused and routinely saying, now how in the world did that happen? But as soon as I call on my Jesus, as soon as I lift my hands toward heaven, as soon as I lift my eyes to the hills from which my help cometh, all of a sudden there's a peace that passes understanding. All of a sudden there's a comfort that comes over me because God is always aware of what's going on. Amen. That's why the psalmist, as we read earlier, was able to write, our soul escaped as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken. and We are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Sometimes we do well and we live free of the traps. Sometimes we do well and allow God to guide us around the traps. And sometimes we get trapped. Oh, now, come on now. I'll say it again. Sometimes we get trapped. There's a little bit of honesty there. Thank you. Our lives don't exist in perfection. Our lives don't exist in constant conquering of every single issue. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes we get trapped, but the Lord makes us free. Amen? Of course, it would do us all better to live free of some traps in 2021. It would do us all better to obey the will of God and follow in his footsteps a little better in 2021 than we maybe did in 2020 and we would all do better hallelujah if we if we existed a little more in unison with the will of God but just in case uh, I get trapped again I'm so glad to know uh, that I've got a God uh, who can make me free uh, hallelujah I've got a God who can break the snare of the fowler break the snare of the fowler. The thing about snares is, is that they are designed specifically for the, that which is caught 
to stay caught by continuing to try to pull itself free. Snares are designed specifically so that the animal that is caught in them will continue to try to pull itself free from the snare. And that only causes the snare to tighten its grip. I believe the psalmist is making a whole lot of points here with this illustration. But one of the points that I believe that he is making is that you have to get to a place where you trust the master, a man who can make you free, who can break the snare of the fowler. Well, you'll quit pulling and tugging and trying to get yourself free. I don't know about you, but just about everything I had in me of self-will and self-importance and I can do it on my own has been sucked out of me by 2020 and the only thing I got left is if I'm going to survive it's going to be by the mercy of God if I'm going to win it's going to be by the power of the Holy Ghost if I'm going to overcome it's because it's going to be the Lord who was on my side I think I just need to tell somebody before I move on you need to get tired of pulling against the snare Yes, I, I, sometimes I have people come and say, Pastor, I'm so tired. I'm, I'm so weary. I'm so worn out. And I know there's a lot of things in life that can do that. But one of the things that causes it the most is we're trying to get ourselves out of situations that only God can get us out of. We're trying to fix things that only God can fix and heal things that only God can heal and deliver ourselves from things that only God can deliver us from. I wish somebody would stop pulling on this Sunday and stand still and call upon the name of the Lord. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Would you lift your hands right now and call upon the name of Jesus? Come on, whether you feel like it or you need it or not, would you lift your hands and just say, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory be to God. I've heard it said, and you have too, that you can't have a testimony without a test. In that case, this place ought to be full of testimonies today. <laughs> and there you go, Pastor, Mr. Silver Lining. Mr. Always trying to... I'll tell you right now, the only way you survive pastoring is being silver lining. Glasses half full. That's the only way you survive. But hear me. Listen. Oh, hallelujah. I could have said, amen, this place is full of tests today. And though that might have been true, I'd rather say this place is full of testimonies today. Because I know if that's not true for you, it can be true for you in the next few minutes. God can do a work in your life. I don't, I don't have time to pass the microphone around today. But if anybody has a testimony from 2020, would you just stand to your feet and shout your testimony out at the same time? Come on, shout your testimony out. Stand to your feet and shout out your testimony. What the Lord has done for you this year. How God has brought you through this year. What he delivered you from, healed you of, or provided for you. Come on, somebody. This place is full of testimonies today. Oh, clap your hands and make a joyful noise under the Lord. God bless you. you may be seated. 
David begins the 18th Psalm. He begins the Psalm in the present tense. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. He begins in the present tense. The Lord is. He then speaks of the future, but he speaks of the future based upon his faith, his present faith. In verse 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. He starts out in the present by declaring everything that God is right now, what he is right now. Meaning if you've got sickness in your body, God is right now a healer. Meaning if you're still struggling with an addiction or a, a fear or, or, or depression or whatever, he, he's able to help you now. He doesn't have to learn how to do it. He doesn't have to go take a course. <laughs> he is right now. If you need a provider, he's right now a provider. He's right now a provider. If your marriage is struggling, he's right now able to heal the wounds of your broken heart. If you're struggling with your kids, he's right now able to give you understanding and give you insight and give you direction. If you've got a decision in front of you and you don't know what to do, he's right now able to guide you with his will. He's right now. And because David saw him as a present help, as a present help, then he was able to speak from the present by faith into the future and say, because I know who he is, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I shall be, I shall be saved from mine enemies. And that's pretty powerful, isn't it? But I think there's even one more step that even adds to the power of it. His present faith. And his future trust is based upon his past experiences. Look at the next verses. The sorrows of death compassed me. And the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. And cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him, even into his ears. It's very powerful that David is able to say in the present tense, I know my God is a savior. I know he's my strength. I know he's my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. That's very powerful. It's very powerful that he's able to speak into the future and say, I know my God will deliver me. But you need to understand something. Amen. He didn't just wake up like that one day. Amen. It was his experiences in his past when his enemies had compassed him round about, when he was overcome and he didn't know what to do. It was darkness in his yesterdays. It was troubles, hallelujah, amen, last week or 10 years before that God had delivered him from when he was in the darkest times of his life. I cried unto the Lord and he heard me from his holy temple. 
My cry came even unto his ears. He went through some stuff. He went through some stuff. He got wrapped up in some stuff. He had some bad days. I know, I know stuff isn't quite King James Version, but I think you understand me. He had some stuff. Anybody ever had some stuff? Yeah. That's our, our, our American lingo for when we really don't want to name it. I'm honest enough to say I got some stuff. I'd rather not go into details, though. I've had some stuff. I got some stuff. But David's saying, I had some stuff, and he heard me. I got some stuff, and he's going to be my strength and my comforter. And in the future, I might have some more stuff, but I know he's going to watch out for me, and I know he's going to take care of me, and I know he's never going to leave me. Not only did God hear him, he cried unto God and God heard him, but that's not, God doesn't just hear. Look at verses 16 and 19 of the 18th Psalm. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. For there were, they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. My God, I wish if I had the power... If I had the power to put it into everybody in this room's understanding today, just what that really means, that God delights in us. I'm telling you, your walk with God would be a whole lot easier and a whole lot more fun for some, maybe. If you really got a revelation of how much He delights. He delights in you. He delights in you. It brings him such joy. He's so delighted. He said, I don't know how he could be delighted in me. He knows more than anybody what I've done. Yet he delights in you. You say, that's impossible, Pastor. Well, this is David talking. Not quite Mr. Perfect. But David got an understanding. It's this understanding that people, if you could get this revelation in your spirit as we move into a new year, it's this understanding that helped David when he got in his stuff. When it came at him from his enemies or when he willingly walked right into a mess. The stuff, the reason why you got a man, a psalm of repentance of David where he hits his knees, a man without his crown and without his kingly robes and he cries out for forgiveness and God forgives him. The reason why you have that psalm is because David had the understanding that my God delights in me. Can I tell you something that might shock you? It delights God when you repent. 
You say, well, pastor, that don't make any sense because for me to have to repent, I had to sin first. Uh, So surely my sin uh, got rid of his delight. Uh, You're making God way too small. You're making him way too human. Uh, This is the one, hallelujah, who loved you before you even existed in your mother's womb uh, and whose hand was upon you. And prior to that, this is the one uh, who so loved the whole world uh, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, this is the one who died on the cross and bled and died for you. No, he doesn't love you when you sin. But yes, he does love you when you sin, but he doesn't turn his back on you. But yes, he still delights in us. You understand what I'm saying? When I hit my knees and repent, he delights in that because I'm doing what he's asked me to do. And he made a way specifically for me to do it. wish we could get the revelation of truly how much he loves us. Because here's the thing. This is the thing. And I, I, pray, I pray to God that, that I can somehow be the father to my children that would allow this to happen. I know my, my parents were this to me. I knew my parents loved me. Not because they smiled and patted me on the back when I did what they wanted. And I pleased them. I really knew they loved me when I had to go to them and tell them the mistake I made. Not just, hear me, not just because of their response was love, but because I knew I could go to them in the first place. Because because I knew I could go say, uh, so, Dad, that uh, you might want to go look at the car. I know I wasn't supposed to be driving while you were out of town, but... You see, what happened was, I looked at my bike, and then I looked at the car, and I thought, that would be a whole lot more fun. You understand what I'm saying? And because I have some stuff in my childhood that was the nicest story I'm going to tell you. The rest of it is between me and God. My father, which my earthly father, who's already in heaven, and my mama, who wouldn't tell you if you hung her from a pole and beat her. So I'm covered. But do you understand what that means? I'm covered. This is the revelation of God and the love of God that he wants us to have. Yes, we should feel conviction when we sin. But oh, we should have a revelation of how much he delights in us. That when we do and when we come to ourselves 
as the prodigal in the pig pen. Hopefully it doesn't get that far. But when we come to ourselves, we know that we can always go running back to our Heavenly Father. And we can go running back. I just got to tell somebody, I don't know what all you went through in 2020. I know what we've all been talking about. I know what we've all been focused on. But if Pastor can just pull back the curtain a little bit and let everybody know there was a whole lot of other issues that people were dealing with in 2020 besides those that were making the headlines. But I just want to declare as your pastor. Amen. God was still coming through for people. God was still loving people. God was still forgiving people. God was still saving people. God was still doing what God does. Still doing what God does. We've got reason enough, I think. To take this last Sunday of 2020 and testify. To change the rhetoric from worst year ever to look what the Lord has done. Come on. Listen, I, I, I have conversations with you all too. Amen. I'm not just Mr. Pastor up here. This ain't the only time me and you and not we have these conversations. Amen. We have conversations all too. And you've probably heard me something say something close uh, to the phrase worst year ever. But I just got something in my spirit this week uh, where the Lord says, uh, why not look at it a different way? Uh, why not take a different perspective instead of saying that was the worst year ever? Why not say, look what the Lord has done. Uh, look how good God was to me this year. Look at all the things my heavenly father did for me oh hallelujah we can focus on the deliverance and not on the things that were destroyed we can focus on the mercy and not on the mistakes and let me just let me just start to wrap up with this 52 Sundays this year. This is the last one. What if this was not just the last Sunday of 2020? But what if this was the last Sunday of all? What must we say then? <laughs> Without hesitation, I believe that we must declare Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I would think if this was the final Sunday of all, we would need to declare Hebrews 11 and 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And if we diligently seek him, then we will find that John 3, 16 and 17 remain true, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might 
be saved. And that understanding of Christ, that Jesus is the Son of the Almighty God, would cause us to reflect perhaps on Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. And paying the price, he made the way for us so that First John 1, amen, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which then we've got to be directed to Acts, the second chapter, when Peter stands up and preaches, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of sins, and ye shall, hallelujah, receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. I'm telling you, it's the 52nd Sunday of 2020, and I took a long time to thank God for what he's brought me through. But we're going forward now, and maybe, maybe we don't know. What if this was the last Sunday of all? What if this was the final time we were in the house of the Lord? Something tells me that we would spend some time thanking God, but we would also spend some time making sure I'm ready to see Jesus face to face. Take some time to look at the word and make sure that my life is aligned with the word. That scripture is fulfilled in my own life. Oh, hallelujah. That I am submitted and obedient to the things of God. It's been, it's been another year. We've had nearly... 365 days. We're closing in on 8,760 hours lived, counting nearly 525,600 minutes that we've breathed in and breathed out. And for almost 31,536,000 seconds, our hearts have been beating. The clock. Is ticking, but soon time will be no more. And I don't know how many Sundays we're going to get in 2021, but I know we got this one still in 2020. And I don't know what challenges are going to come. 2021 but 
I'm still here today. That's the grace of God. That's the grace of God. But I have to ask myself, what would I focus on now? We've already jumped to our feet and testified. We've already shouted the name of Jesus. We've already publicly thanked him for what he's brought us through. We've reminded ourselves from scripture that he's an ever-present help in time of trouble. Same yesterday, today, forever. But if this is the last Sunday, then I need to go another step. Hmm? I need to go another step. Perhaps like that wonderful young lady was doing up here during prayer time. There's something special about watching teenagers weep in the presence of God. I don't want to take it for granted that I'm in the presence of God. <laughs> Here's the thing. He, he hasn't come yet. We didn't miss it. If you were worried about that, you're good. The rapture hasn't happened. The trumpet hasn't sounded. His bride hasn't been called away yet. But I don't know what next year holds. But I know I got enough reason to believe. After 2020, I got plenty of reason to believe that whatever I may still be dealing with, He can do it today. He can do it right now. He can help us in this moment. Would you stand and just lift your hands toward heaven? 52 Sundays. There was a whole lot of them where we were in here just like this. There was a whole lot of them where you would have been sitting on your couch or hopefully at this point standing with your hands raised in your living room or your basement. Ha. And oh, didn't we have some wonderful moves of God in our own homes and some great times of prayer. But God has been gracious. He's allowed us to gather together in his house one more time before the year comes to a close. But I don't dare try to waste this moment. It's too precious. So if I've got sin, it's time to repent. And if I'm struggling, it's time to stop and to lift my eyes and call on the name of Jesus. If I'm at my wits end, it's time to seek his will. If I need a healing, it's time to believe. Hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray. We'll, we'll come forward in just a minute, but would you just lift your voices right now? Come on. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. 
Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week. Thank you.